The Last Word with Matt Cooper. How much money do you need to be able to buy a house in Dublin? Chartered Surveyors Ireland has had a look at the cost of a new three-bed construction and has estimated, well, we let Edward McCauley, the Director of Practice and Policy, tell you how much of a combined salary, Edward, would a couple need to buy a new three-bed home in Dublin at present? Uh, Good evening, Matt. Yes, this is the findings of our latest report from the SESI. Um, where we've costed the, you know, what's the cost of delivering a new three-bed semi-attached home in Ireland? So the cost ranges from three hundred fifty-four thousand in the north- northwest to four hundred sixty-one thousand in the Greater Dublin area on average. So, from an affordability perspective, from a first-time buyer's perspective, we were, we were able to run scenarios based off of that. Um, and I suppose without the government supports uh, within the calculations, it, it, it suggests that a combined average salary or combined salary of €127,000 is required at that sort of level. Now, bearing in mind, we, and it's important to, to clarify, we ran those numbers on a on a on an average 3.3 loan to income so many of your listeners will be interested to know what is that loan to value loan to income ratio that's that's based on the macro prudential rules the central bank requirements essentially but um it does allow for up to four times uh, loan to income um so if for example in a scenario uh, a first-time uh, buyer couple uh, were able to uh, get by four times uh, their salary. That will re- reduce that uh, back to 104,000. So that combined average salary will, 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 will come back to a level of 104,000. Which is still a very big number. Very high number, yeah. yeah. Okay, explain uh, to so me though, why is it that it costs 461,000 to build a new three-bed semi in the Greater Dublin area and 354,000 in the Northwest? In the first case, why is there a difference of over €100,000 between the two? Yeah, so just to set a bit of context, we, we actually did a similar report three and a half years ago, uh, which just focused in on the greater Dublin area. So that 461 figure in the GDA, uh, that's an increase of €90,000 over three and a half years. So just to talk about where those cost drivers are, uh, if I split it up into two parts and talk about the hard costs and soft costs. So what I mean by hard costs is the, is the bricks and mortar, the cost of producing that unit and, and putting the roof and the walls, etc., and and, and, and uh, the works within the site. And so that has increased over, over three and a half years, um, has increased by 27% or €49,000. So a, a lot of those costs in, increases are due to um, COVID, the pandemic, the supply chain issues that have occurred, um, also the conflict in the Ukraine, um, and we're all aware of the inflationary pressures that have come as a result of that in terms of energy costs, the cost of building materials, insulation, plumbing, concrete, etc. So all that combined over that three and a half year period has resulted, um, uh, largely speaking, to that, four, that additional 49,000. Then if we just talk about the, the soft costs, and what I mean by soft costs is it's the, the land costs, it's the VAT, it's um, development levies, it's the cost of finance. That in the three and a half years has increased by 21% or €41,000 on average. Um, so again, finance, I suppose, is one of the big uh, uh, cost items there where the big, some of the big changes have occurred uh, we're all I suppose feeling the, the cost of interest rate rises um, so, the, so we've, we've, we've calculated that that finance cost on a per unit basis has added an additional €6,000 on average to that cost but it is a lot cheaper Matt as you've outlined there compared to the northwest of Ireland so 
there would be a relatively small difference. We, we've, in, our, in our findings, we've noticed that there's a 15% differential between the hard costs, so the, the, the labour material and between the northwest and Dublin. And that's probably largely down to the cheaper rates of labour, essentially. Um, it's more cost-effective in that regard to, to, to build. Uh, but in terms of other areas, I mean, there's cheaper land costs in the northwest. Development levies are, are a lower proportion. And the compounding impact of all of that as a percentage, uh, you know, there'll be obviously a smaller fat take because we're talking about smaller numbers in the northwest. So all of that combined gives you that, that average three, 354,000. Okay, the is there any way to build these houses more cheaply? Yeah, so we've set out a number of recommendations within our report. Um, and uh, there's, I suppose there's a lot of talk at the moment um, at the minute about planning reform. So there's a huge ex- expectation here by way of the, the planning bill that there'll be radical reforms uh, which will be brought into place that will st- streamline the process, de-risk the process, I suppose, for those parties involved in, in it, um, and ultimately reduce the, the cost um, of delivering these units. So that's in one part. Um, the other, there's other areas that government could look at. It's important also, also to ha- highlight that, that these figures that I'm mentioning here include the cost of development levies and it includes the cost of the Irish water uh, connection charges. Now, Minister announced earlier this year a one-year uh, pausing of those fees. Uh, but, but given the temporary nature of it, we've built these into our model, we've built these into the figures, but, but we are calling for a longer pausing of those of those fees because they have they, they do make a difference. For example, in the greater Dublin area, um, it, it's, it's a saving of circa €16,000 on average per unit. So that is one way, I suppose, of, of um, reducing that cost or at least putting a ceiling, a cap on, on costs generally and hopefully bringing more affordable units to the market. OK, Edward McCauley from the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland, thank you. Keanu Callaghan is with us, the housing spokesperson for the Social Democrats. 127000 for a couple to buy their first home in Dublin, a three-bedroomed house. How sustainable is that? It's not sustainable at all. It means that most people uh, simply cannot afford to buy in Dublin. It means, you know, nurses, guards, teachers, uh, all kinds of professions, people who up to a few years ago were able to buy, were able to work hard, save up, uh, buy their own home or just pushed out. And it's not sustainable. It means we're going to have more and more hollowed out uh, cities where uh, people in all those professions, if they don't want to buy, need to then by miles away commute, it affects the ability of school principals to get teachers in, to hold guards, it means the level of service you're going to get any services is going to be diminished because you're going to, you know, people are arriving in the workplace tired after commuting for, for hours. So it's not sustainable at, at all. I have to say, I can see in my constituency in some of the newer areas, you can actually see this where you're now, it can be rare to meet people in those kind of regular middle income uh, professions, you're meeting people in very high income professions, all right, who are able to afford to buy uh, maybe in the, you know, uh, you know, in, in environmental companies, technology sector, you know, that, those pharmaceuticals, but all those middle range incomes that are a very important part of our society and economy are being squeezed out, pushed out, and it's just not sustainable at all. So what's the solution? Could it be, we've heard there an allusion to things like development levies, VAT, the various state-imposed costs, should they be removed to make these houses cheaper to potential buyers? 
I think if those measures are done and it's not combined with ensuring affordability, then it, it actually won't be an effective measure because we've even seen with the waiving of development levies this year, has it been passed on to people looking to buy a home? No, it hasn't. Prices are going up further. And actually what happen is when you remove costs from development, it can then just make the price of the land go up because it's, you know, potentially you can achieve a higher price or, you know, a better return off that. that so then the land. price so of the unit so actually doesn't really change. Yeah, so any measures have to be tied in with uh, affordability. And our, like our whole planning system makes housing and land available for housing scarce. And what they've done in other countries, because planning systems do that, is they have counterweight measures to, on that to reduce, for example, the cost of land. You know, Vienna, for example, is often talked about a lot of affordable housing there. Uh, but they have affordable housing zonings, for example. So if an industrial estate in Vienna changes into a housing uh, zoning, rather than the owner of those lands just making an absolute killing from the rezoning, uh, an affordable housing zoning is put on those lands. There's a maximum price that they can charge uh, per square metre, either in rent or if, they, or if it's an affordable purchase house to buy. And so that, those kind of measures could be done here if we want to, you know, create more affordable housing for people. But you mentioned rent. Are we moving to have more and more people, even though rents are very expensive and often could be more expensive than a mortgage, that more and more people are facing a future where they will be renting and they never will have an opportunity to buy? Yeah, that is what we're, we're seeing. And I think it's very, it's the, it's the wrong direction uh, completely to be going in. So home ownership levels in Ireland now are at their lowest level in more than 50 years. And one of the things that really, you know, really frustrating about that is as a country, we actually invested a huge amount of public resources into ensuring that there was a lot of home ownership. Even land in Ireland, through the Land Commission, we put a massive resources into breaking up large estates, making sure people had ownership of, of land. And now all of this resources that we put in uh, throughout the 20th century, massive investment in public housing, social housing, home ownership, is really been undone in the last 20 years. Uh, so I, the approach isn't sustainable. There are things that could be done. There's some very good recommendations actually in the SCSI report. For example, they say we need a land price register. I had a bill for, for a land price register register a couple of years ago that the government voted down. That could be done. There's issues around uh, connections with utilities, getting those to be done a lot faster. Uh, there's We certainly need a lot more affordable housing to be provided. The government's missed all their targets on that. They uh, promised 5,500 affordable homes this year. And actually in the term of government, we've only had 424 affordable purchase homes. There's 70 million euro allocated for affordable homes this year that's not been spent, has been allocated elsewhere. So there's a huge amount of different things that could be done here. I really think though land costs is a key part of this. Other countries that are more successful at delivering more housing and more affordable housing, they really tackle land uh, costs through a range of measures and this is something that we, we haven't done. The planning bill, for example, more than 700 pages, has no new measures in it to make housing more affordable. I'd be putting forward amendments uh, to do that, and I really hope the government supports those amendments. Okay, we have to leave it there. Keanu Callaghan, housing spokesperson of the Social Democrats. Thank you. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today.